Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That is our goal here every single day, friends. Our quote of the day The impact of television on our culture is indescribable. There is a certain sense in which it's nearly as important as the invention of printing. Well, that's a weird... (laughs) As the invention of printing? I don't know, since sliced bread? Printing is pretty important. Printing is important. That's from Carl Sandburg, an American poet, biographer, journalist, and editor. Uh, I feel like I need to give him some credentials because it's like, okay, what random guy said this? (laughs) I mean, listen, yes, the first sentence had me grab you know, grabbed me because we're going to be talking about that today. The impact of television on our childhoods and who we became as adults as I had a massive aha moment recently, and I'm going to tell you all about it. But I love the quote where it says the impact of television on our culture is indescribable. Then it gets wonky for me. <laughs> There's a certain sense in which it's nearly as important as the invention of printing. Of printing. Hey, now. Poosh, do you have any thoughts on this <laughs> quote? I mean... He just must love TV, like a lot, a lot. And it's printing. As important as printing. It's very strange See, Pooja thinks printing's important. <laughs> I mean, it is. I use my printer all the time still. Hill Squad, welcome back. Thanks for being here today. We're talking about the impact of TV on us growing up, and we're going to be answering some of your questions. Um, before we get into that, uh, friends, I have some new spring picks up at Macy's.com backslash better together. As you know, they are a supporter of the show, and we are so grateful. Actually... Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to announce anything, so I won't. But we have some really cool things planned, potentially an event coming up. So we'll we'll discuss that once I know more details. But um, we are very excited. Of course, I'm sanitizing my phone right now, as I do every day when I come into the studio. So mm-hmm. when you hear a beep, just know my phone's been fully sanitized. And this lovely little device is available on my list as well. So you will have to uh, check it out. Um, Queen, have you coveted any of the things I have on there? Is there any new thing that you're obsessed with? You know, I'm still just obsessed with my coffee maker that I added. (laughs) I I honestly haven't. It's really hard for me right now, Maria, because I'm trying to downsize and downgrade as I look for a new apartment. Mm -hmm. So I am getting rid of bags of things yes so i'm i've kind of put myself in the no spending zone got it um, but when i do get to this new place you know i'm getting this weighted blanket that's on sale for 80 dollars because you know i need a new one because my old one isn't serving me anymore how about that cute yellow rug i put on here well let's look let's pull her up you can I put think... that in your apartment oh i think that's good so this is the exciting part about you getting a new place is decorating Honestly. Oh, you know what I did get though? And this was actually so nice because Priscilla for my birthday, my birthday bought me the uh, Madden girl platform pumps because I said I really wanted them. Which ones? These? These, the pink ones. No cute. No way. Oh, how cute. Yeah. So she was so funny. There you guys go. You can see them. Did she use our link? Yeah, I did. 
Okay, queen. I did. So Thank she you. Venmoed me because she was like, I don't remember which ones you said you wanted. Oh my God, stop. Uh-huh. So I got these bad boys, you guys. So I'll let you know. So cute. How much are those? 80 bucks. Yeah, those are really, Hot really cute. Pink. Guys, platforms are huge this spring. I already have... Um, pulled out some of my vintage ones and Ooh. I have some new ones. And so, yes, they are really, really hot and very comfortable. So um, I did put those on there. So cute. And I'm glad you got to see them. But yeah, I think that's going to be the fun part is getting you all um, set up with a new place. I know. But that's why I found that yellow rug and I found it so inspiring. Have you not found it yet? No, I haven't scrolled past Hold it yet. On. Let's see. Yellow rug. Ooh, some candles. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's oh, on page two. Page two. Uh-huh. Well, Ooh. there you go. Or maybe out. somebody else is making that mistake at home too. Oh, I have to get those pajamas. This one. I have to bite the bullet. Oh, cute, Maria. The... Right? Yeah. Re- it's on sale for $24. Oh my God. How many, how many um, inches is it? What's uh, the... Two by three. Two by three? Yeah. Feet? Area rug. Okay. That's... That's pretty small. That's kind of small. Yeah. But still cute. Cute for the bathroom. It's like a cute little... Yeah. Front door maybe. I yeah. really, really love that. But they have them in different sizes too. Cute. So. Um, okay. Just like and PJs. You wanted PJs. I have to order those and it looks like they're on sale. Those ones right there. Oh, yeah. What are they? The hash Charlie shirt. Holiday. How much are they? There by lounge pants on sale for forty seven forty. Hell yeah. I'm making that purchase today. I cleaned out all nice. of my pajamas, guys. And I'm very proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. And Kevin I was like going over what sexy pajamas are. <laughs> and because I dress like a lumberjack when it's time to go to bed. Usually in something like this. And actually, yeah. With the red lip and all. Well, the red lip. Well, so this is a blondie sweatshirt. It's cute. And she's got a red lip in it. Uh, and so I decided to I love that. be like Blondie. Cute. Um, but uh, but yeah, I am going to order those because Kevin's like, I don't know, like half shirt or whatever. And I'm like, Kevin, but my stomach's going to be cold. He goes, that's the price of having to be sexy at night. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Thank, <laughs> thank God I don't have to do that. I am going to design some really <laughs> sexy yet warm pajamas. Cute. Like, I just got to figure out what it is. I'm into that. <laughs> You should do it. Um, so anyhow, yeah, a lot of these things are on sale, which is great. I'm going to get those yellow Crocs, too. I feel like those are going to be those really comfy. Those are super cute. cute. There's yeah. a lot of fun colors, too. Yeah, There's they purple. come in ooh, and blue. Lilac is a big color this spring, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the pastels. Like Kevin really wants a pair of Crocs. I wonder, should I be adding some other things in here for the guy in your life? Maybe. I guess Father's Day is coming up. Maybe we should be adding some of those. Ooh. We do have... Um, Oh, my phone is sanitized. <laughs> Yay. Stand by, everybody. I'm going to lick it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> but now it's not as dirty as a 7-Eleven toilet. We Isn't love that. Isn't that the statistic? I'm kidding. Okay, so uh, Macy's.com backslash better together. If there's anything that you need to purchase there, if you use our link, we get credit for it. So obviously, we would love your support on that. Um, thank you. Thank you. So, friends, I, in my travels recently, I was doing uh filling in for Kelly Ripa on live with Kelly and Ryan. And that was a lot of fun last was that last week? Last week, wow, yeah, that you was crushed last it. Week. And I don't know, was it on the plane that I had that realization about It must have been. Yeah, oh yeah, cuz then when I got to the hotel, I think I voice texted you and I was like, "Oh my god, we got to talk about this." Yeah. Okay, yeah. So here we go. <laughs> so friends, I grew up, I was born June 8th, 1978. Mhm. Sounds like an ancient time to Pooja. Uh, <laughs> but I was born one something, 117 in the morning on June 8th, 1978. So I grew up in the 80s, technically. Kevin is shocked at some of my favorite shows because they are not shows that were made in the 80s. There were, you know, 70s shows, let's say, or whatever. Oh. So like I grew up watching um, lots of different shows. I'm going to get into them all. Um, of course, some of my favorites were the Cosbys. Mm-hmm. There was a show called Two Two Two, um, and there was like Welcome Back, Cotter, or KRP in Cincinnati. There were all these shows, and I loved all of them. If you've heard of any of these, please message me in the comments so I know I'm not alone. <laughs> but I also I grew up watching Lassie and Flipper and Bewitched, and I Dream a Genie. And so when I was on the plane. And as I'm doing this Joe Dispenza meditation stuff and trying to create new patterns, new behaviors to get new outcomes and all of that, I said, okay, well, normally if I'm on a plane, I'm either going to 
watch something funny like a South Park or um, I'll find some movie or Impractical Jokers. Impractical Jokers. Yeah, I like laughing. And so there was something on the thing I was going through on the menu and I see Bewitched. I said, you know what? It would be really cool to transport back to what I felt like (laughs) then when I was still dreaming because I realized that at some point I stopped dreaming and we've talked about this on the show. I stopped dreaming because I thought it was gluttonous to want more or whatever. And I'm trying to kind of go back to dreaming and in, in different ways. And so I said, let me transport myself back to little Maria who used to watch Bewitched. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. So I start watching Bewitched. Now, Elizabeth Montgomery, you don't know. Gorgeous. She's everything. <laughs> and I'm watching episode after episode, loving it, transported back in time. And I said, huh. There was an episode where this guy was like, Oh, I'm a frog and I know you're a witch. Turn me back into a frog. I don't like this human thing. I thought I wanted it. And she's, you know, being completely annoyed by this guy showing up everywhere. And I realized, oh my gosh, the people I grew up watching, let's just take Bewitched and I Dream a Genie, for example. Anytime they encountered a problem, they were able to make it disappear. Elizabeth Montgomery on Bewitched would go, hmm. And wiggle her nose, poof, they turn into a frog. They would be disappeared. They'd be transported to another state. She could just get rid of her problems anytime she had them. I dream a genie. She would do the head nod, poof, everybody would disappear. And I'm like, oh, no wonder I have no coping skills. Because I believed I could just make people disappear. Now, not officially, but, right. but these were my role models growing up. Okay, well, let's dive deeper. So Duke's a hazard. The car. Always saved him. You don't know. And not Duke's a hazard, Knight Rider. Oh. So David Hasselhoff had this like Camaro kind of car, which I had to. And it was named Kit. And he would talk to Kit through the watch. Kit, I need help. And Kit would come around and like save the day all the time. And (laughs) okay. And so on and so forth. And so I started realizing that either. Okay, Lassie. Anytime something happened, Lassie would be the one to tell Timmy and pull his little pants or save Timmy from danger. Mm-hmm. Flipper. All of these all of these shows were rescuing people or getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. And so I started to realize what an impact these shows had on my life and my my the raising of me. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So also, like you were taught, like the damsel in distress was really sexy. Yep. Right. So it's the like victim. Oh, mm-hmm. the victim. Uh, but don't worry, Lassie's going to come rescue me. Or oh, by the way, I still Prince like Charming Max is going to save me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I remember Peter Crone, who's been on the show before. He was like, "You are relying on on this animal to save you when you're the one that can save you." And I was like, "Yeah, but no, he really will." <laughs> and so, like, he'll eat anybody who wants to hurt me. But <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and then, yeah, just that whole notion of just, no, no, make them disappear. Mm. I think that also behind my, in my head, if I had a problem at work, I'd go to my boss and hope that they would make the problem disappear. Interesting. But they didn't. You're like, oh. (laughs) It didn't work like that. But maybe that's because you've talked in the past about, because I'm the same way, like you would run from stuff 
right? Just you would just be like, uh, I just can't. So you would just like, so maybe that was you trying to cope with it, thinking, wait, I can't just make it disappear. So I'm going to try and make it disappear by running away from it. Then if I run away from it, it will disappear. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you came up with different ways that you could cope because you couldn't just wiggle your nose. Well, I just was stuck. Mm. I don't think I even ran away. I don't know. I'm trying to remember what I was talking about when I was connecting with you on running away. I think we all run away yeah. in different situations. Um, but, or like, I, yeah, I would flee different jobs. I'm like, oh, this place is crazy. Mm-hmm. Let me dig my escape and get out of here. Um, so, yeah, there's an element of running. And then the same problems would play out, right? Because over and over again, yeah. when you start to see your childhood traumas just or running the ride or, and part of it is like, there were no boundaries. So people just did whatever they wanted. And then it would take me to have to explode to be able to express myself. And then you look like the bad guy. And it's like, no, but I've been stung and stung and stung and stung and stung. And now I have this massive allergic reaction. Right. You know what I mean? I was trying to cope with the stinging and I was like, Oh, I'll just put some Benadryl on it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, so when you look back, you start to see, where things went wrong, but I was like, my God, all of the shows that I loved had such an impact on me. Of course, I just wanted to be a part of the Cosby family. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch the Cosbys? A little bit. Oh yeah. my God. They were like, we had more Full House. Yeah, we had Full House. Oh my God. I loved Full House too. Yeah, I yeah. watched Full House yeah. and I wanted to be in their family so did, too. So did I. Um, but do you guys look back at some of the shows that you grew up with and start to see any kind of patterns as well. Oh yeah. Pooja and I just had a heyday going over this because <laughs> I think it's interesting and something <clears throat> I was going to say um, before we get to us, I wonder if you would talk to Alyssa or like someone else who's a friend of yours who grew up with the same shows, if they had the same um, issues, you know, or if they like thought the same things or felt the same way, because I think it's interesting how TV goes with time Mm -hmm. so different generations grew up with different sort of problems that were reflected in television yeah so like Pooja and I have a lot of the same stuff even though we're what six years apart we have a lot of the same we grew up with the same that same time frame those same tv shows Hmm. it's kind of fascinating so I guess for us when we were talking about it it was the a lot of the the perfect, it was the Disney Channel, perfect good girl um, was the one who was like always, she was small. She was um, never like outspoken, just like a good girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like always did the right thing. Um, what were some of the other ones we talked about? Yeah. And I also think it's like the ones who were outspoken or like maybe like rebelled a little or like spoke out against authority. Like God forbid you had your own opinion on something. And then that was like, they were the villain, the villain or like the girl that yeah. was like, Oh, she's the bad girl. Like she's the mean girl. You want to be like that mm-hmm. girl. Um, but yeah, we had a, we had a lot. And it, another thing that we kind of thought about was like the mean girls were always like the sexual girls, like the yeah. ones mm-hmm. that were like having sex and it was like, oh, they were the bad ones. They're they were the mean ones. Like, like on TV. Of, yeah. Uh-huh. Or, or we were thinking like, like Rizzo in Greece or like who we would even like. Lizzie McGuire, which was very much for kids, but like Kate, who was the bad girl, who was the mean girl, was the one who was wearing like the more like revealing clothing and they like Mm. sexualized her Mm -hmm. and she was like the bad girl. Right. So it's just like that whole idea, like the more pure you are, like the better you are, are. like the the less bad you are. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. So that was also like just an interesting thing um, that we were like, huh. We never even thought about how Mm -hmm. that could have influenced like an entire generation. And it did. Maybe the entire generation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting. The other thing too, that we were like, what? It was always, and I'm not sure if you guys had this. It was like, say Princess Diaries, for example. She was not good enough until she got the makeover. Huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was right, right. Yeah, wow. She was she was the dorky one with the glasses and the frizzy hair, and she was an outcast. And she was smart, but didn't get. Oh my! I like literally the freak. The guy would like shut his locker in her face. Didn't see her, and then when she was pretty and got the makeover, he saw her and she got the attention. And that was in so many movies, so though. Like, many. She's All That. Do you remember that movie? Yep. It's the same thing. Like, it was like he was going out with her as a joke, I think. And then, like, she took off her glasses yes. and, like, yeah. put on some lipstick and, like, a tight little dress. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, she's Who gorgeous. Or, like, 
a Cinderella story, like the same thing. Like, yep. and it was the same storyline in like all these movies, like literally every single one. It was like the nerdy girl that like the guy only paid attention to when she like got pretty, mm-hmm. which in like society, pretty is like what you wear makeup, like, like your hair, whatever. Take your glasses Take off. Take your glasses <laughs> off. Yeah. Like, like. Don't what? be able to see. Right. <laughs> right. Literally. Like, or wear like what? Like little skirts, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Like, don't wear pants. That Like everyone, all those yeah. nerdy girls wore pants yeah. and now they wore a skirt and took off their glasses and they're pretty. That was like the storyline of mm-hmm. like everything. Like mm-hmm. I remember growing up and it was like, oh wow, you have to be like, quote unquote pretty or like that's. It was also perpetuating, like, that's what pretty is when, like, that is, yeah, that is, shouldn't be the only version of beautiful, like, everyone's beautiful. But also, it was like, you have to conform to that in order to get attention to and, get like, to be seen to and to, the, like, yes, right, yeah. and, like, to be worth listening to, mm, which is, like, mm-hmm. so wild. And, like, it obviously translated and correlated to, like, how could it not? Like, that's all we were absorbing as kids. Crazy, interesting, right? Right. I had the aha moment, and it like knocked me off my feet. I'm like, oh, oh my god! When you're on the go, twenty four seven, like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those. And being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. And here's the thing, like, I think that there's so much good programming. Like, I remember the Cosby's was so influential and you got to see, you know, a family coming together and working through their problems and, you know, whatever, or um, Full House, seeing a different kind of family coming together. And um, and so I know that they try, <laughs> right? They try to introduce different topics. Like, I remember watching 90210 as a teenager And they would introduce things like teen pregnancy or AIDS or whatever it is that was top of mind culturally so that we could all learn, you know, how to treat each other and, you know, different things. And so, and yeah, I mean, Lucille Ball was breaking barriers down by being with a Cuban American and, you know, marrying him and having a baby and you don't you don't show pregnancy on TV back then. I mean, there were so many, so they're always breaking barriers, but it's funny, you know, to see how these things affect us as we're older. So now if you look back at these shows, how do you think it's affected you guys in your lives? And what do you think you're going to do from now? Ooh, I think for me, one of the other things too, um, that just kind of ties into all of this is, that like I looked at we were talking about how it was always the pretty like skinny smaller one who got the attention like they considered Hillary Duff fat growing up yeah yes yeah wait 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 she on the show and when she went to carpets and stuff it was more like oh Hillary's the curvy one Hillary's the curvy girl and I'm like be what yeah what are you talking about but we internalize that so for me i know i have a lot of problems about that (laughs) and then i know too where it's like i think oh unless i'm like pretty enough or this enough then i'm not going to get like seen and i think that's i don't consciously think that but i think i think that Mm, same for sure or like i remember like i had a friend and whatever like we were like literally in like maybe second grade or first Mm. grade and yeah, like we grew up with the Hillary Duff. Like we were, you like remember her more, but we still had her. And I literally, I mean, I don't know if this is exactly what like caused her to think this, but she was like, I'm fat. And I was like, you're Second literally grade. like, wow. uh, like not even like you're like in elementary school. And she was like, yeah, like I'm fat. <gasps> like I don't look like that girl on like TV or whatever. Mm. I was like, and I, I mean, I don't remember what I said, what I did. I just remember her saying that. And I was like, wow, like. That's so sad. Like yeah. thinking back on that, that 
and I can't I can't imagine that seeing someone like Hillary Duff who is not fat like she's not she's like a very like healthy looking girl she's a normal girl yeah. and being like that's fat like I I can't imagine that that stuff like that didn't affect my friend or any other like any little girls like me like everyone mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and 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 I remember I was so obsessed with being like little 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 skinny and like like if I wasn't or I gained a little weight like in middle school I was like oh my god freak like out. freak yeah. out or even in high school I'd freak out and it's like chill like mm-hmm. like and that it, but it's just sad that that's what we had to do with that's because of the programming that we had growing up but it, I mean I can't blame it on programming it's obviously society too but yeah it's crazy that's crazy. so interesting because I feel like by your generations Beyonce had popped out and people were celebrating curves so like I remember when I was in high school, so when we graduated and our first weekend back at like in town and we were all going to go out and hang out with our old high school friends, somebody admitted to me that they thought I used to stuff my ass. And I was like, wait, what? So, you know, like they were too scared to say anything in high school. So now they're telling me now that we're in college. And I said, why do you think I would stuff my ass? It was already so big. I was already so mortified by it because it wasn't popular. And they're like, oh, we just thought you did. And I'm like, oh. And then soon after that, things started changing. Because I remember when I, you know, made it in the business, at some point, it was like Beyonce. And then, of course, later Kim and all these people, asses were all the thing. And now my ass was small. Yeah. (laughs) Compared to everybody. But a body was being more celebrated. The only person I could hold on to, I remember, was like a Cindy Crawford growing up where she had more of like a stronger kind of looking body rather than the wafy models like uh, Kate Moss who were coming on the scene and waif look was like really in. And so we've come such a long way. So I would think that your generation was way light years ahead of me um, in terms of body image and what is, is um, celebrated. Mm -hmm. I think, and I don't know about pooch because I'm, I think being a little bit older, for us, we got we were more of the the simple life, the Paris Hiltons and the Nicole Richies, those like bone like rail thin. Like I remember Lindsay Lohan was also they said she was fat and then she lost a ton of weight when she started hanging out with them. Kate Moss, the nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Like that's mm-hmm. like what I remember in high school. Mm. It and then when I was more in I would say end of high school, college, because Beyonce was still celebrated, but I feel like she wasn't as much on the forefront. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, dot com promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Maybe she was, but not at least in like my circle or my friends is what they talked about. I still remember 
college, it was like, okay, are we going to do like two a day so that we are like this big? What's two a day? Two a day is like going to the gym twice a day. And I was just like, what? So I feel like to me, at least in my, from what I remember, the like body positivity has been more recent for me um, in the last five five to ten years what about j-lo like j-lo was popping too but like they were just like they were j-lo and their beyonce and that was them like mm. you know what i mean like they were perfect and they were hot and they were like unattainably gorgeous if that makes sense like it wasn't like everyone was walking around looking like the skinny little baby waist and the big butt like that's not like a normal body type mm. if that yeah. makes sense so yeah like curvier girls are getting more recognition but it's still very much like a skinny centric society yeah. I would it's say it's still like I remember growing up when they added like the double zeros in mm-hmm. um, like American Eagle and Hollister and that was like the most popular double Z that's like prepubescent teen like you don't wear a double, double yeah, but you know zero. what's crazy is I remember when I like I was really little mm-hmm. like because I mean I, I was just like not fully developed yeah I was like, like 11 yeah. yeah I was like <laughs> yeah. younger and when I like went from a double zero to a zero I like lost my mind but that's crazy mm. like that shouldn't have been a thing you know but what I, I mean I was the same way though. but that's mm-hmm. because like you go online or you go on tv and you see all these people and they're literally stick thin so like yeah curve your girls and now like I embrace it and like everyone you know it's a lot better but it's still not where it needs to be I agree you know Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. I would think that all of these people that came on the scene, because I instantly was like, hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Beyonce. Thank you, you know, (laughs) J-Lo. Thank you, Kim K. I am now normal. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely better. Like It it is better. Like like when Kim K came on, it's like, oh, you can be short and you can be gorgeous. Like Mm -hmm. that was a huge thing. Like I hated being short my whole life. And a lot of people did because you just saw these tall models. Because I always wanted to be short. Yeah. Yeah. Grass is always greener. We were tall. Yeah. So it's definitely like there's still like stuck out in the school picture. Yeah. And all the boys were all always boys short, were and you're like, oh, well, this this sucks. is a bummer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, Grass always is always want. greener. Exactly. Oh man, well, so much. TV definitely grooms us. I feel like we're in a whole different time now, where yeah. you know you've got anything from girls to insecure to all these different kinds of shows and depictions, the Mindy Kaling show, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, of showing all you know, more diversity in terms of Much looks more. and bodies and, um, sexuality, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah. I feel like generally anybody on TV is going to be attractive. Even if in the outside world, you wouldn't look at them twice. And when you see right. them on camera, there's just something that happens. It's magnetic. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you're getting into their character and, which is what we should be doing in real life is actually looking at the person and getting into their character. You're so right. <laughs> Rather than just judging them on their appearance. On TV, you get to see them and kind of connect with them in a different way. And you're like, oh, I'm kind of finding that person to be hot. Yeah. And I never normally would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're so right. I feel like there's so many, there's so many instances where I'm like, oh my, like I was just telling my sister how currently in love I am with Sebastian Stan after watching Pam and Tommy. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, in real life, I probably would not see him on the street and be like, oh, my God. But because I think he's such a good actor, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, I love him. But you're so right. I think that's I've never thought about that. Yeah. It's interesting. There's like one actor. I won't obviously say who, but (laughs) he for what I'm about to say, his character, like in this popular like movie series, everyone's like, he's hot, like the character. But because he's such a good like person, but then like the actor by himself, like isn't like, and not because like not, I mean, part, I guess with his looks, but also he's just like, seems a little arrogant in real life. So that's part of it. But like people are like, Oh, that character is so hot. And then we're like, after, after, you know, watching interviews and like, I mean, if someone's a little cocky, it like turns you off. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, he's not. So it's interesting. You're right, Maria. Like if people actually got to know your character as a person, like, yeah in real life like Mm -hmm. maybe you'd find someone more attractive or less attractive that's why love is blind is cool yeah it really is though Mm -hmm. truly yeah have you been watching the new season i have not me neither but 
I have reluctantly been watching Pam and Tommy. And the way I, the reason I say reluctantly is because I had a really hard time with people profiting off of her re-traumatization um, by telling the story again. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy to see that she's actually getting a little bit of a glow from it, which uh, she's going to be premiering on Broadway as Roxy Hart, um, which is a lifelong dream for her. And Netflix is going to do her true documentary oh, where she's going to actually so be able to excited. speak out herself. I'm really, really happy to hear all of that because I remember watching the first episode, second episode, at some point when it clicked how traumatizing this was for her. Cause we don't know. We only know that the sex tape went out and then all these sex tapes came after and you're like, Oh my God, people are doing sex tapes to become famous. So that's the idea that everybody has. Um, you know, cause it's hard for general public to believe that something wasn't, you know, done for fame. Um, and so I was like, Kevin, I can't watch this. This is like heartbreaking to me, but, um, but I'm really glad to see that it's going in that direction since you mentioned them. I am so excited for that. And I fully agree because I think that watching it, I honestly only got to like episode three or four because I was like, yeah, I can't keep watching this. Because mm-hmm. I honestly really was actually starting to like Tommy because of Sebastian Stan. He does such a good job to, for He's me. He's great. He's so good. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want to be liking Tommy. <laughs> I yeah. was like, and not, whatever. He's f- fine now. He's, but yeah, I couldn't keep watching it because I kind of felt the same way. I was like, dang, even the couple of parts where they compared her to other women of that time and mm, they like I hated that yes, I told you that yes, it really like yes, pissed me off you, so the, much why right. do we have to be nasty about Carmen Electra or yes. Jenny McCarthy why are we is uh, in today's yes. day yeah that's the fact that they actually had the courage <laughs> balls to do that <laughs> right. I thought was really really unkind and inappropriate but it was kind of when you turned me on to that that I like started picking up on other things that I was like Ooh, I don't yeah. know if I want to keep watching this but I'm very excited for her, Doc. Yeah, me too. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. So fun fact, I've interviewed both Pam and Tom, Tommy. Very cool. Wow. Together or separate? Separately. Mm. Um, I don't remember the Tommy interview as much. Kevin um, was reminding me that we were talking about being Greek and stuff like that. But with Pam, I remember it more and I have a hard time remembering things. But uh, but I do remember that because my cousin Peter was obsessed with her. <laughs> and before I was on TV and like known, when I was working at Channel One, I saw her in the airport once. And like when I say he was obsessed with her, he's obsessed with her. So I walked up to her back then and I asked her for an autograph for my cousin and he died and she was so sweet. She gave it. And, uh, and then I interviewed her years later. Um, this was after all this stuff happened and we were in her trailer and she had a stripper pole in the trailer in no the way. segment, she was teaching me how to, you know, do the stripper pole, but oh it was like God. on a bed. So me and Pam <laughs> on her amazing. bed on Iconic. the stripper pole. Um, I should, Is there footage of this? Yeah, it's on Access Hollywood. Okay, we have to get that. Um, we need somebody in the, the tape room to pull up the tape. But because uh, that was before social media. So it's Damn. not like it like lives anywhere. I'm going to do some digging. Although, you know. Access Hollywood, I'm sure, has gone into the archives of Pam and Tommy to bring up old interviews that they've had with her because she doesn't do very many no. interviews anymore. No. Which I would love to have her on. <laughs> Me um, too. And 
So I'm sure maybe we can search, but. That's wild. That's yeah. pretty cool. I remember she liked her champagne. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet she was so sweet. Was she nice? Yeah. 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 Damn. And I remember my cousin Peter being so <laughs> beside himself jealous that I'm on a stripper pole bed with Pam Anderson. That's pretty cool. I've done some pretty cool things, friends. You have. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes stuff will come up and I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, I know there's a story that I was going to share as we were talking about this because I was like, oh, I try to remember to infuse some of these things into um, our discussions because we love it. It's fun, but it's hard for me to even remember sometimes. Does she, I wonder, does she still live here? She's in Canada, I'm pretty sure. Ah, I was yeah. with her fam or with her boys, maybe. Yeah. I know she's kind of off the grid. I don't know if there was anyone more gorgeous than Pam Anderson. No. I think it was like her and mm-hmm. Carmen mm-hmm. Electra were just like Carmen was the brunette. Yeah. And she was the blonde. But like she was before injections and yeah. all of mm-hmm. that stuff. Like I know she got her boobs done, but I mean, like her face. So natural. Oh my God. She was so stunning. I was watching, um, rewatching The Last Dance and forgot that Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra dated. And she came on and I was like, mm-hmm. I, you just forget how just stunning, <clears throat> like <clears throat> just show stoppingly stunning these women are. And so oh. sweet because yeah. I remember meeting her on one of my first red carpets. Wow. And I told her <clears throat> that I was with Kevin. I'm going to give you guys the story. <laughs> Pilly, she probably doesn't know this. I don't. And she great... was like, oh my God, tell him I said hi. And she was so sweet to me and so nice and was very complimentary. So Kevin used to date Carmen Electra. Mm-hmm. Like Pooja's head. <laughs> did you get that on camera? <laughs> yeah, I did. He um, dated Carmen Electra? Yeah. Yes. So stand by. Kevin was head writer <laughs> at MTV Singled Out. Yeah. He was there with Jenny McCarthy Uh and then they, you know, um, whatever Jenny went on to do something and they brought in Carmen Electra and they dated. And when I met Kevin, I'll never forget. I was at his home in Winchester, Massachusetts. I went upstairs to his room and he hit play on the answering machine. Oh God. And here I am, little 19 year old Maria in Medford or in Winchester, the city next to mine. And it's like, and it's Dennis Rodman Shut up. pranking him. Shut up. Because he's now dating Carmen. <laughs> Get out. And I was like, oh my God. Now I, I mean, what connection to Hollywood would I ever have? That was like, oh my oh God. Oh my God. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin's got some stories. It's Damn. funny. Damn. Oh Kevin, so. Kevin's stories, though, like range from like that to like the most crazy freaking drug dealer, like, like carny, like stories. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it like when you see, when you see the movie that um, Bradley Cooper just was in, that's nominated um, with Cate uh, Blanchett and Tony Collette. What's it's some Let's horror Google movie. How, you guys don't know any Oscar movies? Nothing? No. Unfortunately, Queens. I'm not good in that realm. Okay. Ask me an album. Have you found Ask anything? Ask me a TV show. Let's see. Not Get Out. Okay. Oscar horror movie. Type in Matthew McConaughey. No. Matthew McConaughey. Bradley Cooper. If you just type in Bradley Cooper and you go to news, you're going to find it. Bradley Cooper. I'm going to find it in one second. I'm yeah, going to put you all it. to shame right now. Nightmare yeah. Alley? Yes. Hey, Thank you. I've never even heard it's of the that. first thing you see when you Google him. Huh. Okay. I'm thinking Matthew. So, anyhow, we watched it last night. And because I have to do my Oscar homework because I will be on the yes, Oscar red carpet will. for Live with Kelly. I'm going to be under her dress just there hanging out as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have hidden people under my dress before. I mean, I know. I've seen it. Uh, I hid my mom under one of my Oscar gowns for as like a joke for a picture. Cute. Um, but uh, we were watching and, the, you know, you get to see the carny world. So, yes, Kevin has lived in uh, that crazy kind of carny world and has some good stories. But, yeah, he did date Carmen Electra. He's not like somebody who shows off and obviously yeah. tells anybody. But because it's pertinent to the story, I'm also sharing it. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, it was really funny. I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy cool. That's wild. Yeah. 
That is crazy cool. <laughs> like, even even if you are like famous, I feel like that's still crazy cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis I mean, Kevin's in the National Enquirer with Jenny because they thought Damn. that they were dating. There's like some Damn. archival stuff. Whoa, Kevin's holding out on us. Holding out. He's very quiet about all these things. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, those two were just stunners. Oh yeah. Insanely beautiful. Yeah. And very sweet. When you talk to Kevin about the TV, these TV shows and your breakthrough, did he have any that he grew up on? The crazy thing is, Kelsey, he had just had a breakthrough. He was doing a session with Dr. Laura Berman. Uh And uh, he was, they were doing some regression thing or whatever. And he's like, I keep seeing the scene from this episode of a TV show I watched. And he's like, I don't know why it keeps coming up. And he hadn't seen it since he was like a kid or whatever. So he went back and he watched it and he realized how impactful that was in his life. So basically, friends, Heel Squad, new friends, go back and start itemizing what you loved, what you watched, and think about what that storyline was really about and what that kind of may have left as an imprint on you. Um, there's no good or bad. It just is. There's nothing we can do about it other than be aware of it and, uh, and, and just say, Oh, okay. Right. Like that was that. Yep. You know, there's so many movies where you see, um, romantic relationships displayed in a certain way that make us feel like our relationship is less than because it's not like that, but that's a movie and that's meant to have this crazy, Bachelor, by the way, it's like The Bachelor. When you watch The Bachelor, like oh I'm sorry, God. nobody is on helicopters, and <laughs> no. you know, let's go to a bungee like, Yeah, I mean, yeah. unless you're with the Tinder swindler, and that's a whole other problem. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you have to you have to know that those aren't what romance is really about. Mm-hmm. And if you keep looking for that, you're gonna have a real hard time finding. Oh yeah, that specifically. Well, you can have moments, yes. Shout out to um, Mark Groves' episode where he talked a lot about, you know, the whole knight in shining armor, like Disney picture that was painted for us. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to be this little girl over here and my knight's going to come save me. It's like, yeah, no, 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 no. So, yeah, I agree, Maria. It was funny because it took us a minute to get there, Pooja and I. And then once we started digging, it was like floodgates open. And we were Mm -hmm. like, dang. Mm -hmm. So it was fun. It was a fun little... uh, project you gave us though i i'm glad that you guys met the challenge um i'm still hoping that lassie aka max will save me when i need it he will um and stuff so i did promise i think at the top that we were going to get to some heel scott questions so let me see if i can answer one before we go how do you boost self-confidence any confidence tips listen to the episode with amy cuddy amy cuddy Um, I believe it was Harvard research that said if you put your hands on your hips and you assume the Wonder Woman pose for two minutes, it actually changes. It chemically changes your brain Mm -hmm. to give you the self-confidence you need. So if you're ever like about to do a proposal, a meeting, something important, assume Wonder Woman stance, you feel powerful and it actually instantly boosts your confidence. So I do that when I need it. Um, I high five myself. Mel Robbins episode is a really great episode to listen to. The high five habit is really great at boosting self-confidence and, um, and, and helping you in that department. I don't know if any of you are still high-fiving. I am. No, it's amazing. High five myself every day. And I'm like, you got this. Do you feel girl. a shift? I've been better than I have been in like life. That's amazing. In a long time. I love yeah. that. So, uh, so I would definitely refer you to those two episodes. If Kelsey and Pooja are so kind, maybe they'll link it in bio. We got you. Uh, in the meantime, friends, uh, like we said, um, mariamenunos.com is built. It's up. It's there as a resource for you. So we've been talking a lot about it lately because, the cliff notes to each one of these episodes is there and the team works really, really hard to put those up there for you so that, um, if you're listening to this when you're hiking or you're at a doctor appointment, whatever it is, and you can't write all the notes down, the aha moments, those cliff note moments are in 
on that website. So go to it. It is your resource. Of course, at the same time, we are um, revamping our shop page. So stay tuned. It will be much more user-friendly because everything that I use um, and love and I'm obsessed with is on that website, partly because I don't have the time to take people on private Sephora tours. I did take Marie Forleo on a private Sephora tour in New York and I turned her on to the Ilia um, tinted foundation and the Kosas concealer and the Isle of Paradise drop. And she was like obsessed. She's texting me like my skin has never looked better. I can't even believe it. That like makes me so excited. So friends, Ah. all of that is on the website as well. Un, um, it's, it's all absolutely 1 billion percent my advice. And so no one's paying me to put things on there. I am actually putting on, by the way, I never do unless I really believe in it. So even if someone's paying me someday, I'm only going to be doing it because I do believe in the product. So, um, that is there for you guys. If you haven't joined us on Patreon, we go deep every month with our heel events where you have access to some of the best people in you know, life coaching, healing, wellness, every area, uh, doing our one-on-one Zooms are really fun. We've built a really great group and a great community in there. $10 a month gets you that, ad-free shows and an extra show a, mu- uh, a week. And uh, you can find that on the website, but you can also find it on the link tree at Better Together with Maria on Instagram. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.